what's going on everybody it is episode two of fifth year beers on today's episode we're going to give you a full recap of us sweeping the board last week with our free picks with the Bengals and the packers what we'd like in this week recap of monday night football the home opener for the las vegas raiders taking down the new orleans saints and drew Brees. how the denver nuggets managed to steal game three versus the los angeles lakers and there might be a new defensive coordinator for those Coastal Carolina sh- chandeliers? Ah, who knows. But that and so much more on episode two of Fifth Year Beers. Here we go. All right, episode two is here, and we got a couple winners for you last week. We had the Green Bay Packers minus six with my pick. Moonlock's lock of the week was the Bengals plus six. Both those tickets cash. Fairly easily, as we will say, a little bit late in this, a little bit of a sweat in the Bengals game. But we get the Green Bay Packers easily covering the number six, 42-21. Aaron Jones, Aaron Rodgers, the Packers offense is poised to make a deep run in the NFC. And I think they may have even texted Moon because it was the holy trinity of Aaron's. And that offense looks great. It was a little bit of a sweat in the first quarter. Lions came out hot. Packers settled in. They win the ball game, 42-21. Easy six-point cover. Moonlocks. What was your reaction to your winner in the Bengals-Browns game? So last week I had Bengals plus six versus the Browns. They went 35-30 with the backdoor cover. Two minutes left. Joe Burrow gets the ball. Throws a touchdown pass to Tyler Boyd. Covers the spread. Moonlocks two weeks in a row. We're 2-0-1. Two wins. No losses. One push. On to next week. What are we looking at? What do you like next week? So yeah, my pick next week goes out west in Mile High Stadium in Denver. I like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers covering the number at six. Again, another six-point favorite that I like. Again, no Drew Locke for the Denver Broncos. Jeff Driscoll played okay in his debut against the Steelers over the weekend, but I think the Buccaneers are starting to get it together. Bruce Arians, Tom Brady, and the newly appointed Buccaneer running back Leonard Fournette scampered all over the Carolina Panthers last weekend. One big. I think this week they do it even better. Brady, the altitude, he throws the ball over the field. See him going for two touchdowns and a big Buccaneers win against the AFC West, Denver Broncos, Tampa wins and covers the number at six. What do you like this weekend? This week, uh, I got one thing I'm looking at right now, and it's the Atlanta Falcons minus three. I think it'll drop later in the week down to maybe minus four. The Bears are coming off a 2-0 and start. I think the hype is overrated. I don't believe it. I don't think you should. Atlanta's coming off a bad loss to the Cowboys. This is a 40-39 to loss, a classic Atlanta Falcons loss. We saw this last year. We've seen this in years past. Going 0-3 is not in the Falcons' agenda. This week, they practice hard, and they beat the Bears by 3. And there it is. Your first two picks to look forward to in Week 3 of the NFL. The Buccaneers minus 6. The Falcons minus 3. Let's get another couple winners. And now let's roll into it. We'll recap today the Monday Night Football Showdown in the brand new Las Vegas Raiders Stadium where the Raiders took on the New Orleans Saints on Monday night and they got the W 34-24. Moon, what's your reaction from that game? I know we had a couple unlikely touchdown scores. The Saints were without Michael Thomas, their number one deep threat, number one receiver. What did you think? The Saints started with no Michael Thomas. Entirely different team without that deep threat. The Raiders, listen, I looked at the lines. The lines moved up and down, but in the last hour, 
The Raiders got a lot of money thrown on them late. It showed why. They won by 10. The Raiders spread the ball around. Yeah, what was the, what was the touchdown odds for Alec Ingold to be an anytime touchdown scorer? Did I you think get it was like a plus Ferrari? 4000. <laughs> it was uh 40 to 1 odds that Alec Ingold touched the ball. That Alec Ingold checked into the ball game was 40 to 1. For him to score a touchdown, they gave you a stake of ownership in the Las Vegas Raiders. Mark Davis was like, "You know what, dude? That's your box. You believed in the Ingold way, and we scored a touchdown. Alec Ingold, a little fullback error route for the touchdown. And then you saw the Saints, they came out hot. They were up 17-7. But then Derek Carr settled in. And you know who I really like out of the Las Vegas Raiders? Jonathan Jacobs, man. Well, Does that kid run like hard? The, the Las Vegas Raiders kind of have like a swagger to them. Oh, With yeah. this brand new stadium. They're in Las Vegas. They're the kings of the city. They have John Gruden, possibly one of the coolest people to ever exist. Yeah, exactly. He personifies Vegas. You know what I mean? A little swagger, a little attitude about him you know what i mean we saw he had the mask but he he wasn't really wearing the mask did you notice that like it kind of looked all right so most guys know what a cup is right you, you wear it in baseball you wear it in sports to protect your nuts yep to me it looked like john gruden was wearing a cup for his chin he's like, wearing as if he cup. had balls on his chin like it's what like movie peter 42 or whatever it's yeah. called. john gruden had the chin cup john gruden and the chin cup he's like in the press conference you know what man listen i gotta call plays i gotta execute I got balls on my chin. I like to keep tight. Do you think his chin was like sweaty? Do you think that might have been like, you know, sometimes when you wear mittens and it's hot out, your hands start sweating a little bit? He had chin 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 mittens. That's what I'm saying. Like, dude, you knew. I mean, he got fined 100K as well as Sean Payton did. And there were several other coaches across the league that didn't meet the league's mask mandate. And it's like John Gruden is just walking around on the sideline. And this thing just looks ridiculous. Dude, at that point, Take the mask off. It's like being on the one-yard line and being down, you know, seven points and getting stuffed. It's like, bro, your your mask was so close to your mouth, and you still got fined $100,000. All you need to do is call the play and pull it back, but John's like, nah. Bro, man, it was I want like, you to see my mug three on three inches away from saving himself $100,000, which I really don't think comes out of his pocket. I mean, look at that stadium. Do you think $100,000 really matters to the Raiders? Or even because coaches get fined one hundred k, teams get fined two hundred fifty for the organization. Dude, that's pocket change to Mark Davis. The Raiders get it done on Monday Night Football. Home opener, 34-24. Derek Carr looked good. He settled into the game nicely. I thought Drew Brees was certainly a little uncomfortable without his number one target, Michael Thomas, obviously. Emmanuel Sanders, their big offseason acquisition, did nothing. I think he had one catch. Traquan Smith struggled to catch the football. And the Saints drop a game that I really think they could have won. We'll see how they bounce back. I know they host the Packers coming down this weekend. Green Bay 2-0, and and that's going to be... You know what I mean? Down there in New Orleans. And that should be a really good football game. Do you know what the the Las Vegas Raiders remind me of this year? Uh, Do you remember when the Golden Knights came in? They they didn't win it their first year. They made it to the Stanley Cup final, and they lost the Washington Capitals and Ovechkin. But, yes, I see your point. Las Vegas has a hunger for sports. I mean, the money. Like I said before, there's a swagger to a team that comes out of Las Vegas. And there's an expectation to deliver. And, you know what I mean? Be high-profile athletes. And John Gruden, like you said, I think is the perfect guy to lead a team out there in Las Vegas. The Raiders take care of business. This will they'll travel to Foxborough. Will they meet Bill Belichick and Cam Newton? We'll see what they do there. They're early five and a half point dogs coming off a big win like this. We'll see how they perform. Now, when we come back, we are switching over to the hardwood. We'll break down game number three of the Denver Nuggets and Los Angeles Lakers. How the Nuggets managed to steal one and make this a series. That when we come back on episode two of Fifth Year Beers. 
So the Raiders take care of business in their Vegas home opener. Luckily, in that game, we didn't really see any major injuries, but oh my goodness gracious, says Susan Waldman. Man, there were some injuries that were big-time, high-profile players across the NFL this week. Saquon Barkley for the Giants. Torn ACL, gone. Nick Bosa, defensive edge stud for the 49ers, gone, ACL. Cortland Sutton, Denver Broncos, gone, ACL. What is going on? Jimmy G, high ankle sprain against the New York Jets, week to week. We don't know if he'll play this Sunday. But really, just a ravage of injuries across the NFL. ACLs, like major high-profile players getting hurt and lost for the season. It's unbelievable. You know what I mean? Normally, I like to check the injury report when I wake up in the morning, but just so happened, this Saturday night, I had some Lorenzo's pizza, and my stomach was doing more flips than Simone Biles in the Olympics. I ended up having to use the restroom around 4.30, and I checked Twitter, and Ian Rappaport's tweeting that guys are inactive. Dude, when do you sleep? Like, I'm pretty sure that guys that are inactive don't even know they're inactive until they wake up and they see Ian Rappaport tweeted that they were inactive. It's like, I thought I was going to play today, but I guess Coach Ian said no. So I'm not going to show up. I'm not going to dress. It's like, dude, when does Schefter Rappaport, dude, when do you sleep, man? And finally, we said, dude, take the shot last week. You know who needs to take a shot this week? The Chargers team doctor. Bro, you really punctured the starting quarterback's lung before the game? What is wrong with you, you quack? You probably should know where the safe injection site is there, bud. I know they got a couple down here in Philly. Maybe you should visit one. But figure it out, man. Chargers team doctor, I don't know your first name, but dude, you got to take a shot. Dude, take a shot. Take the shot. When we come back, we are going to break down the Nuggets-Lakers game three. Nuggets get a good win, make this a series. We'll bring that when we come back, all right? Episode 2, Fifth Year Beers, you're tuned in. And we are back, Fifth Year Beers, Episode 2. Right now, we transition to the Hardwood Western Conference Finals between the Denver Nuggets and Los Angeles Lakers. Game 3 played last night, and the Denver Nuggets behind a double-double effort from both Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic. Come away victorious, 114-106. Moon, what are your biggest takeaways of that one? We see the Nuggets rebound, make this a series after being down 2-0. Now the series 2-1, going into Game 4. What did you like? So what we saw in the first half was uh, the Nuggets came out, and most of the games that they won in these series, they come out strong, they score a lot of points. Going into the second half, the Nuggets were in the bonus two and a half minutes into the second half, which is huge. And the announcers said it. They said they needed to start playing more physical basketball, and that's what they did. They took a nice lead going into the fourth. Yeah, they take a 20-point lead at one point. That was the Lakers' largest deficit in this playoff so far. And it was really, like we said, behind the play of Nikola Jokic, Jamal Murray, they're two stars. But the star of the game, really, for the Denver Nuggets actually comes Jeremy Grant, who has 26 points in 34 minutes. In games one and two, he had nine and seven points, respectively. This guy coming up big when they need somebody else to score the basketball. What else can you say about guys like this? Don't you love seeing the guys like this? What guys like this do is help Jokic and Murray be better at their game because it takes a little bit of pressure off them. It spreads the ball around. They know that if they pass it to Jeremy Grant, that he's going to put points up. And then they can go ahead and, and put up 10 rebounds, Jokic, and put up 12 assists. 
Exactly. And at one point, the commentators for the ball game said, Jeremy Grant just got double teamed. Do you think Frank Vogel ever had that in his defensive strategy? It's like, all right, we're going to go out. We're going to double team Jokic. We're going to press up on Murray when he gets the pick and roll. But I don't think Jeremy Grant was in their defensive game plan all too much. I think he was someone they were like, we got to cover this guy, but double teaming him? Nah, I don't think so. He steps up huge. Again, they win 114-106, an eight-point victory at which they were up 20 points in the game. And I think LeBron realizes, hey, these guys aren't just going to lay down and go away. And on the defensive side, you know, Jeremy Grant put up 26 points, but he was also back, you know, blocking shots. And a lot of turnovers by the Lakers were forced because of the Nuggets defense. And moving on to game four, losing game two by a buzzer beater by Anthony Davis and then going on to Game 3 and winning 114-106, to I think in Game 4, we're going to see another close game. The Nuggets are in the conference final because they earned their spot there. And to give them plus 6 in a game that they just won and they made a Game 2 pretty close, you're going to give them 6 points. Give me Nuggets plus six for game four. Ooh, so a little bonus pick action here. We don't just give you the NFL. Moonlocks gives you everything. He's a dual threat. He's going to give you the NFL and the NBA. So that's what you heard. Denver Nuggets plus six tomorrow night. I agree with you there. I like that number. Certainly after a performance like Murray had yesterday, the scoring output from an unlikely hero, Jeremy Grant. The Nuggets definitely have different ways to score the basketball. I think the Lakers are really going to have to watch the tape from yesterday's game and come out with a different kind of game plan if they hope to slow these guys down. I like that. I also like the over, but we'll see tomorrow night. If the Nuggets can even the series 2-2, I think this thing goes 7. What do you think? I could see Game 7. I like both series kind of going Game 7. I think these are four teams that we see. Two underdog teams, the Nuggets and the Heat, coming on with like a little chip on their shoulder. And then we see two favorites, the Lakers and the Celtics. People would say that NBA wants to see the Lakers versus the Celtics. I say Nuggets Heat. I think we see two Game 7s in both conference finals. And we're going to see a hell of a championship game. Give us the dogs. We love our underdogs out here in Philly. All right, that wraps up our hardwood segment. Finally, we're going to transition when we come back to a new defensive corner down there for those Coastal Carolina Chanteliers. I don't know if that's Chandelier or Chanteliers, whatever it is. When we come back, we'll tell you who it is on episode two of Get the Year Beers. All right, so we are back on episode two of Fifth Year Beers. We're going to wrap up this episode right here. But first, we have college football back. And I'm as excited as anyone. I know Moonlocks is excited. Dude, we were watching on Friday night the Coastal Carolina-Campbell game. What did you see in that one? We, we, we saw something that we haven't seen in a while. What did you think? Oh, man, during that game, I think we're in the fourth quarter. We get something we haven't heard in a while because of the lack of fans. You know what, let's just let him hear it. run the first clip. Let's go to the tape. Second and seven for Campbell. Is that a fan or is that the defensive coordinator? I'm pretty sure that's Greg Williams up in the stands. <laughs> I, need to, I need to hear a little bit more. Run the second clip for me. What is she saying? Hold on, we, we got to go back to the tape. Let's, let's go to the second clip way it was going to get out of there he stuck it right on the five on the front of that jersey back to the ground game and yes indeed it's clear as day she's yelling get the ball back that's the bench defensive coordinator you know who this is this is your average sports mom that just wants to boast at pta meetings about how many touchdowns and scholarships her son received but you know what sharon take the shot dude 
take the shot. That's Sharon out there, all right? Don't be a Sharon, okay? Don't sit up in row 106 right underneath the camera guy and yell like a banshee for the entire game. Ma'am, it's 43 to 15. Please take your $6 nachos and hot dog combo and move down a free row so everyone viewing the game doesn't have to hear your hoarse voice. What's that film session like tomorrow for Coastal Carolina? It's like, all right, Johnson, tell your mom to stop yelling or we're going to have to revoke her season parking pass. Like, can you please stop telling her to try to force a defensive turnover? What do you think we're doing here? Or, or is she the drunkest one at the day party, the barbecue? There's no room for the woman that tapped her first jello shot at 8.45 and then shows up for a 7 p.m. kickoff. All right, lady? I don't need you hearing you spew. We don't need your bingo wings flapping around. They're we- up 30 points, okay? Give it a break. So Sharon, the new DC in Coastal Carolina... Take that shot. Take the shot. All right. And that will wrap up episode two of Fifth Year Beers. Everyone that's checking us out, you can check us out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor FM, Fifth Year Beers, Conlon Farrell, Couchcott, Aaron Levinson, Moon Rocks. That's it. We'll be back next week for more. Take those picks. See you later. Episode two. We're out.